Welcome back to another episode of Paranormal The New Normal. I'm your host as always, Jeremy, trying to bring a little normalcy to this world. Do I ever succeed? Oh, hell no. But we try. We try. And as always, I have guests, yes, with an S, here to help me tonight. And they are, of course, Michael Anthony of American Crisis and multiple other podcasts, which I'm sure I'll let him get all into at the end. And Sean Kelly of Chasing Prophecy and the Pittsburgh Paranormal Society. How you, do, how you doing, gentlemen? Real good. How are you? I can't complain. We get to talk about some crazy stuff tonight, and that's my fair thing to talk about. So let's go. Yeah, cool. Always well here, by the way. And thank you for having me in. Um, I mm-hmm, hope mate. I do you justice. <laughs> I'm sure you will. But there is a question I ask everybody in the show because I'm always curious to know. Okay. And whoever wants to answer first can answer first. But what got you into the paranormal? I'll go. I'll go first on that. 1983, when I was in the United States Navy, I was taking a drug called Anabuse. And um, what happened was we were on an island, Diego Garcia, and I got really depressed. And I went down to get my Anabuse, which is supposed to wean you off alcohol. And um, what happened was I got depressed. I had this stuff in my system for a year. And I got depressed and I drank a whole fifth of Jack Daniels. And I was, when I got back to the ship or when they got me back to the ship, when I got into the medical place, they told me that I was dead on arrival. Okay. And it was like dead for about three or four minutes. Now, according to scientists, you know, I should have been dead forever, but for some reason, I popped back up again. I, I was alive. They brought me back. And then I started to see things, hear things, and feel things that were not there, you know? I started to see spirits. I started to hear them talk and stuff like that. And from that day, from that year, 1983 up till now, that's where I've been. Wow. I, you know... That's that's one of the more interesting uh, introductions to the paranormal I've heard. I mean, usually it's people saying like, you know, I read I read books about when I was a kid and I've ever, I've been fascinated ever since. Like that's mm-hmm. the most common answer I get, which is my answer as well. But I mean, <laughs> we can't all have the amazing the, that well, we can't all have the good stories to about what guys into it. Sometimes it's just you found a book in the library in elementary school and from there right. it just grew and grew. But how about you, Mike? Well, now I know why his beard's white. <laughs> <laughs> Moses. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, look, man, it's going to take longer than an hour. Um, no, I mean, truthfully, I, I don't know. I, I was always closer to the other side it, 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 when I was young. You know how you hear that scenario. Um, hey, <laughs> I know that lady. <laughs> Hi, Mandy. Hi, Mandy. How are you, sweetheart? Um, so, uh you know, I was always closer to the other side in dreams and uh, how they affected me, what went on in them. Um, you know, my my grandparents um, and my uncle, uncles had funeral homes. Weird to say. Yeah. So when you went to grandma's for Christmas or any other time, you had to walk sometimes by a body to get up to the upper level where they stay because, you know, the funeral parlor was basically on the first floor. And sometimes I would swear I would hear little things. I don't share this a lot with people, you know, and it's like, what the, you know, 
And I would like sneak around the corner and look at the like who's talking. You know what I mean? And it just progressed from there. As dream state was one of the biggest things for me, though, I, like where I felt like I was having out of body experiences. You know, not sleep paralysis, but and then I would wake up like out of a dream that like had nothing to do with anything more than but me flying somehow, like being in the sky. And it started like that. And then it got to the point where my arms were tired. So I had this reoccurring a few times. Then it started to be where it was a physical component to me as well. Like I was flapping my arms all night, not a joke. And I started to see things. I was hearing things. I didn't know what, what the shadow stuff was. I'm going through life. And then I start wondering about stuff like to further it, but to do it quickly, I, some shows started to catch me. So my story is much different than Sean's here on, you know, I can never say, I, you know, anything on that. I, 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 it wasn't like that for me, but I started watching these shows. I became obsessed and fascinated. I couldn't wait for, you know, all these things that came on because I'm 64 now, you know, Sean's in my age. So we're going back for me like 48, 49 years now. Yeah. And I was watching the beginning of television talking about cryptids and just all these other things and strange anomalies, watching chiller theater, wondering what was it really all about, you know, and uh, my life progressed that way. And to the point where I started having some experiences right in front of my face overhead as well. Interesting. And it sounds like you're talking about astral projection. When mm -hmm. you talk about what was, what was happening mm -hmm. to you as a kid, like, that's actual projection or, I mean, even lucid dreaming to a degree, I would say, I would think, but interesting. interesting. I don't have a med medical de degree to uh, analyze myself, but I would agree with that. <laughs> I would too. I would too. And again, like I said, the things in the numbers that had occurred, it, we don't have enough time for me to get into. And Sean knows that. We we talked privately and stuff yeah. in the past. And I, man, there's a lot. Of, I carry a lot of bad, weird baggage. Interesting. Um, mm -hmm. I, that's that's yeah. I mean, wow. That, I mean, these are the lives that I always wish I lived to a degree because I'm like, I never had that many paranormal experiences, and I always wanted to be one of those people that had more. And you know, those that want to don't see like that old saying. So it's yeah. just well, that's you what know, my life. Well, you know what, Jeremy, you're probably having paranormal experiences every day, but. You're just not recognizing it. Do you know what I mean? Do you it's, ever go? I mean, do you do you ever go to a room where it you're standing there and it's like eighty degrees and all of a sudden it drops down to sixty? It gets oh so god. Cold? Yes, because I live in a house that has at least one spirit in it, possibly okay. maybe maybe two. So, or maybe more. I mean, I just posted a video on my TikTok and my Facebook a, a couple weeks ago of what looked like dozens of orbs in my garage just floating up towards the ceiling like it's just weird like it's i've, I've had there's a couple of videos on there of that it's just my listeners know about it because i've said it before but it's just we know mm -hmm. there's two I've, I've had investigators in the house we know there's a, we originally we thought there was two spirits and then it seemed like there's only one for a while but our cameras in the garage catch weird stuff here and there like almost on a daily basis and in the basement sometimes too my dogs will like be staring at something in the camera and like you don't know what they're staring at so and our chick we had chick we have chickens we had them in the garage originally in the back part it's like a coop built into the garage 
And all of a sudden, these chickens are just dying, like, left and right. And it looks like something's flattening them and, like, choking them to death. And we move them out to the shed, they stop dying. Huh. So, so it's my theory that, well, my theory and the mediums that have been in my show before who have remote viewed my house, like, they, it's our theory that we came up with that the owner of the house, the owner of this house originally who built the house doesn't like animals in the house, like farm animals. Yeah. So can't blame can't blame him. I didn't want chickens to my damn house either, but you know, wife wife gets what she wants. So but well, of course. <laughs> I mean, it's just so I mean at the end of the day, like there's definitely at least one spirit in the garage. We think his wife may still be here and she likes to hang out in my daughter's room because my daughter's room is always colder than the rest of the house. And they never had kids because we live around their relatives and we talk to them about them and they never had kids. So we think and the investigators that had come in think that she wants to just watch over the kids. So I don't, I don't know. It's weird. That it's is weird. some extreme poltergeist activity. What you just described there to me, it's not even spirit. It's not like a human spirit. And it could be. It could be. There is energies of strength that way that we understand, we hear about, and this could be a perfect example of that. But uh, that's poltergeist, flattening of a chicken. I mean, uh, there's a hand of something playing here of energy that's just a little bit different. Yeah, I would think I mean, so. Nothing has happened since we moved the chickens. Like, And we also we also had our one mastiff out when, when she was the only one we had. We had her out in the garage in a cage as well, like at night. And the one night she starts screaming like she's being murdered. Like I never heard a dog yell like that in my life. And we ran out there and she's perfectly fine. And she just runs in the, but since we opened their cage, she ran the house faster than I've ever seen a dog run in my life. Like it was like a cartoon almost watching her run the house. It was hmm. just creepy as hell. And my wife's been out in the garage with the dogs at night too. And like, they refuse to go in the back part of the garage at night. And during the day, they will. They'll go back there and sniff around. But at night, they refuse to go in the back part of the garage. And my wife swears she heard like something, t like um, talking to her, evil sounding almost while she was in the garage. So, huh. interesting. Yeah, I, I had mean, a I had a dog once run out the door and never come back. Um, and it was not a mystery to me and thought, but it was the night my mother died. And when we all got home, we experienced that. Um, like I said, a lot of baggage. I carry a lot of things, don't have answers for them all. Uh, but, um, yeah, so uh, I understand where you're coming at. The animals, they oh, have they're the best. heightened sense that we don't in ways, I guess, truly understand. Babies, same as kids. Yeah, yes, same babies, as kids. Babies, ah, babies and cats started. and dogs. Babies are the best. I mean, literally the best. Uh, oh, those, you know. Those videos on TikTok and stuff of babies talking to someone like they're oh, not, yeah, like they it's it's creepy as hell. Like it's creepy as hell. I would like to share a story with everybody and your people out here. Uh, when my son was born, he was like about two months old, and so uh, we took him up to my aunt Penny's. Well, her husband, my uncle Paul, was deceased. Okay, and um, and I always wondered if my dad, who was who passed away before my son was born, if my son ever seen my dad. Now, my Uncle Paul, he looked exactly like my dad. And so we brought up the house. My Aunt Penny's holding, holding Paul. And all of a sudden, my Uncle Paul comes around. And Paul just went like this with his hands opened up like, 
with the biggest smile in the world. And I'm like, I knew right then. I just got me some spidey senses kicking in now. And it was like, yeah. Then I knew. Well, first of all, um, well, I just want to say jukebox. I, I, I believe exactly what you just said, that we are all born energies and we're reincarnated until we learn everything we need to learn. And then we get to ascend to some unknown dimension that we can't even begin to imagine. I believe that completely. I don't, I believe that reincarnation happens to all of us until we hit a certain point, whether it's we're all extraterrestrial spirits or we're all just got spirits from a God. I, d I don't know where to go on that one, but I do believe your theory as well. But as far as your story goes, Sean, that's, I mean, yeah, kids and babies. I mean, my stepson, when he, when he would spend the night at his aunt's house for like a week during like breaks from school, he would see the ghosts that are there because they live behind an old, um, what was it? It's a torn down, uh, I want to say tuberculosis hospital. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like we, w we went on a hike behind their house one time, like to where the hospital was. And it was just like, you get the creepiest feeling on that area in the woods. And I mean, it's a Bridgewater triangle too. So, I mean, you're going to get a creepy feeling no matter what, but we, we my wife, show. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. My wife and my listeners know this. I'm not going to go into detail, but my wife um, lived in the house when I first met her. Um, that's right on the edge of the Bridgewater Triangle. And actually, the house is on an Indian burial ground. Ooh. Her grandfather didn't know that when he bought it. And back in 90, he didn't know it was on an Indian burial ground and Native American burial ground. <laughs> and there's been a lot of that house is full of creepy stuff. I've I've done full episodes of like talking about that house. So that's why I don't want to go into detail, but go ahead, Sean. Um, we had a show on Chasing Prophecy um, about the Bridgewater Triangle. And, I mean, I did a lot of uh, research on it. And that is one of my bucket lists to go do investigate, you know, the, the Bridgewater Triangle. And You want to uh, go You, you want to go investigate it? I can show yeah. you. My, my wife knows some spots there that we could definitely she could definitely show you, including a tree that has eyes all carved into it. Like oh, it, well. You want to go, Michael? <laughs> hey, look. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. So, I hey, mean, I love the wood spirit theme, too, and carvings and whatnot. And I, I think uh, Sean, my friend here, knows that I do that. Chainsaw carvings. I see things and can bring them out of the wood. And I can't draw with a pencil well. I can't even write my name well. My scribbling is so bad. <laughs> but yeah, you give me a chainsaw and I'll give you what you want. It's really weird. It's really weird. Uh, yeah, I would love to go to one of these triangles uh, and then do, do like an investigation. Because again, this phenomenon has been around me in many, many different ways. And I've observed it and I'm fascinated with it. But I also uh, respect it. I truly respect it. So um, oh, you, you have to, you have to. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you got to go in prepared mentally, um, you know, because I'm not one of the ones that will turn around and scream or run around, run out like a little girl. I'm going to stand there and try to analyze to the best I can, to the best of my abilities. And we're seeing different shows being able to do that now. And I'm gravitating more to shows that make common sense and the whole paranormal. Kindred Spirits, I, I think, puts on a fascinating way of, ex, of explana explanation and theory on how they're doing it by 
you know, really looking into the history of the house, the people who live there and things like that. They're getting better responses from questions. I'm just saying, I, I love them all. They're all doing something fascinating. But I don't believe in provocations the best way. I just don't. I don't feel that way about it. Um, the ones that provoke usually run. The ones who face and address things not by a theory, but a theory of fact, uh, do do the best and get us the best informations. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, it's, I mean, I mean, I, I actually have never been on an investigation besides the one that was done in my own house, just because time doesn't usually allow me to do these type of things with a mm-hmm. full time job and kids and dogs and a wife like and three podcasts like it just doesn't as you as i'm sure you both know like podcasting takes up a lot of time so it's just uh there's no time for me to really do investigations other than just living my house and investigating that on a daily basis almost i mean anytime my wife gets a notification that the camera crossed something i'm like what is it what is it what is it (laughs) (laughs) like i I always i'm hoping to get a full body apparition someday on it i'm hoping but i really My hope, my my hopes aren't that high, but I'm hoping like one one right. day we'll get full because I want to see him. Like I can't find a picture of him online. I want to see what he looked like. So what a full body. Yeah. Okay. Can I send you a couple? <laughs> oh, be my guest. Yeah, I'll I'll post them on the page. All right. Oh yeah, I could yeah I could put them up. That's that's definite. But I mean, it's just, I mean, it's because it, I had a guest in the show tell me if you zoom in on the orbs. You can see a face, mm-hmm. and we did it the next day when we caught some orbs on. We caught two of them on camera the next day, like floating around, and we paused it and zoomed in on one. And oh my god, it! Right. We think it's we think it's the wife, but it's the creepiest face I've ever seen in my life. Like it was like oh my god, like it looked like a woman with a beard almost. Yeah, but I mean that's just the I mean that's just the orb, the only shape it has probably, but it's just. But you have yeah, to be same. careful with the orbs when you show and you tell people because that's still like a 50-50 discussion in the paranormal field. Okay. Yeah, I know. A lot of people say it's dust. A lot of say it's dew. But there are some that say there is. And I'm like you. I believe that they are. Now, being in the business for a long time, I have come – I have finally realized – an orb that is dusty, which is dust or dew. Okay. For me, the only good orb that I would accept would be a solid white ball of energy. Which is which is what it was. And then you're in, dude. You got yourself. Actually, do I have do I have them saved in this computer still? If I do, I'll play one right now. <clears throat> uh yes, I do. All right. Let me let me get it uploaded. I'll definitely play one. I I have no problem with that. Uh, video clips. I'd like to make a comment after we get through wherever you guys are going with this, which is fine. I'm enjoying oh, it. Go, go, go ahead and make a comment because I got it's to take a minute to upload. So okay. Um, plasma energy, orbs, orb like balls, solid matters. Um, I think that there is a little bit of a difference of opinion out in the field of what they are and what they are not. Um, The fascinating part about some of these orbs, when you can see faces of all multiple colors, I have ones that were blowing up in front of me and taking other forms. They just weren't a circle. I've experienced them to where on camera, you could see me talk to them intelligently and them landing in my hand as I asked them to, and then leaving my hand. 
never feeling anything. Like I didn't get any of the moose bumps or any of the spidey things that people, you know, that wasn't there for me, to be perfectly honest with you. But I've encountered things that were, I guess, maybe different. Um, and some of these other things that we see are, you know, have been scientifically um, speaking. I don't know if their theories and their proofs are 100% correct or more what we understand of as an anomaly of a plasma ball um, that can just uh, energize itself in the field due to electromagnetism. Ma uh, so I don't know what they are because we're not seeing anything besides what we are seeing, a solid object. The ones that I've seen um, and came to, came to me around me started to form. So there was a manifestation coming out of it, and I could send them to you too as well. And in some cases, you may have to look and say, okay, I can see some faces. Like I was getting multiple faces coming through, and they weren't the most beautiful faces either. They no. were like something that was like you would have to recognize and immediately and say, well, this is from the dark side. This is from a, a dimensional realm that's, uh, you know, <laughs> maybe just that would give you the heebie-jeebies. But anyway, that's a little bit on my detail, what I could explain. But I had done it where I communicated, and I didn't even realize I was. they were telling me what was going on around me, that they were they were just around me. And I'm not talking 100, but this was under controlled conditions, the same as when you give a, a toxic waste component to a company who is in charge of understanding how to control an environment to, to burn off waste that is toxic. There is a way to do it with heat and air that keeps everybody safe filtration systems well when you know you've done everything you're in a controlled environment and this is how they come out and you know it's not thus you know the windows are closed i mean you go through every precaution you can including including and i don't know i never hear anybody say this putting bug lights in the rooms before you even use them up to 12 hours before to make sure you're clearing the atmosphere of any negativity that will be that could complicate an investigation. Do you guys use bug lights? Because I say if you go into a house the night before, run up for 24 hours. They will come to it. You'll find them dead around it, and it's you're actually helping the environment for research. Did not know that, brother. All right. Well, take take a look at this video and tell me what you think, both of you. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Put it up. Oh, that's an orb. Okay. All right. I got, it, I got, it comes I got back. two, it comes I got back. two things Hold on, on that. Hold on. Wait for it. That was good. Hey, does it come back again? I think it does, if I'm not mistaken. Towards the end of the video? No, maybe not. Okay, maybe not. But I mean, yeah, that, that's an orb, right? No, no doubt. No doubt. In my, what I believe in, what I see in that video, that solid white ball just going in a straight line right across. If there was any kind of wind, if there was any kind of air flowing through, okay, it goes up. Air goes up. It doesn't go sideways unless you have a hole in the yeah, side I mean, of your garage. And you, and no, there's no holes in the garage. I mean, there's a little little gap underneath part of the garage door, but not enough for like wind to come through like that. But I mean, that's what it is. Like it's just and. At the end of the video, you see it. Like, it comes back towards the camera at the end of the video. So, right. I mean, and uh, I wish I had the other two seat on my computer, but I don't. But we, actually, we, can I go to... 
Okay, <clears throat> I, I want to bring something up that I've been studying recently, but more better than that, let me grab something that out of my file on the floor. All right. All right. Well, well, while he does that, I'm going to show my screen real fast because. Okay. Um, but I'm okay. All right. It's really, it's hey. really funny that you brought that up tonight. Well, well, watch no, this, go Mike. Ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Mike. Go ahead. Nah, see, to me personally, no, that's that. That's I, I won't accept that as a lot of ghosts going up. I believe All right. some, that, and that's my opinion. I, hey, I, 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 I respect your opinion, but while I got my screen shared, let me share your pictures with the audience. Okay, let me get a full screen here because these, yeah, I mean, I fully believe these are. What are we looking for in this one? If I'm not, what are we looking for in the cemetery one? I don't. See... Oh, okay. You see oh. the guy on the left hand oh, side. Holy shit! The... Oh, yeah. I just saw it. Yeah. Holy shit! I'm yeah. not seeing nothing. I'm just uh, I'm right, nothing here. right here, right here, right here. It's just showing all your things. You have to clear that out in order to. Uh, yeah. What things? Your TikTok files up. Oh, I clicked on TikTok, not share screen. Uh, view. Oh, here we go. Uh, let me stop sharing. Present, share screen. There we go. All right, now work. Uh, uh, may not. <laughs> I'm not that familiar. Uh, uh, oh, entire screen. There we go. Okay. All right, uh, there we go. I got it. Bam. All right. Okay. That right there. Yeah, right there on the left-hand side of on the pitch. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm very well aware of that. Um, that's been out there for quite some time. Um, Dude, uh, yeah, we you, caught you know, that in the, when we on an investigation. Oh wow! I, yeah, I didn't even that, I didn't even see this the first time I looked at it. Holy crap! <laughs> wow, that's something we, right there. We call that guy the preacher man, and that was taken in a town of Elizabeth, PA. Oh, I've heard, I've, heard, I've heard of Elizabeth. It looks like mm -hmm. he's holding a Bible, so it makes sense. But mm -hmm. and then is that that's an orb? Yeah, it's my fat butt there with the orb on top of me. <laughs> that's that's a big ass orb. Like holy shit! But mm -hmm. well, damn. I uh, yeah. Well, interesting. Oh, we have a comment. I have an interesting theory that places create energies in that entities aren't necessarily trapped but in order to make contact depending on the energy it's it is around determines how it projects itself that makes sense because i think i mean i don't know what is your guys theories on like how how spirits slash ghosts like present themselves like is it based on what they think the person wants to see or is it based on what they can actually have the ability to do do from black what we know is dark energy because there's more dark energy than there is light energy in matter. So they under somehow they, they're able in that realm to connect with it, to be able to, they may, I think in some cases, uh, the possibilities could be that they don't even realize that, you know, they're doing this, but our cameras are seeing it. That's the great part of technology, even though te too much technology could be terrible, but um, through the eyes of technology, 
just as we're seeing into the universe, we're seeing into realms that we don't understand. And we're picking up uh, many different styles of pictures in the woods and spirits and Bigfoot and cryptids and all these other things. They don't always look perfectly fine. And 99% of the time they don't. And I don't know if that has to do with a static infrasound that comes from some. Now that's talking cryptid, but going back over to the paranormal ghostly matter, it's kind of hard to say, but somehow they're picking up energy. And I think that's why you'll see them come in and fade out is if they know to, they, they can identify vortexes or windows or doors or portals where the energy coming from the soil is going into the atmosphere and they pass through it. Now, when you go over with trimeters, and you'll see your readings pop. And that's why I'm saying this. I'm not mm -hmm. talking uh, an unfacilitated fact here. I'm talking how it works if you're able to catch it on camera. So the next time you're at, you catch something like that, or someone says, Sean, something just flew by you. Have somebody take the equipment right to that spot and see what the reading is, or use dousing rods. They will spin. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, I mean... Dousing rods, I don't know how much I trust because the investigators that use my that investigate my house use them as well. And I mean, it's I mean, I don't maybe they work in different ways, but the way they're using them for like just yes, no answers, like push it this way, push it that way. Like I it seemed like the slightest movement of a human hand could move them a certain direction. Uh, and you can actually here's my theory on dowsing rods. They do work, okay, no doubt. But you have to have somebody that can do it but i did an experiment one time with them and you can actually control those things with your mind seriously you can Interesting. like yeah I, I did it a couple um a, a couple of like things where i said is my name rob cross or yes stay still for no and i'd go is my name rob and i would mentally make a cross without moving my hands so, huh. yeah, so it's like, to me, I'm on the fence with thousand rods. Yeah, wow. I, mean, I mean, that's how I am too. But, and Mandy, I mean, it's it's funny you say that because I've had memes in my show tell me that I have a spirit next to me and the, and then they describe it, which I never talk about, I never talk about my family in this podcast, especially like the person they said it was, but the, the person they described in next to me was a grandfather of mine who passed away back in 2015, 2016. And I, he's not the grandfather I was close to at all. So <laughs> they described him and he was standing next to me, supposedly, while I was doing a podcast. And I'm like, I'm like, really? That's the grandfather that's next to me? Not the one that I loved and looked up to with all my heart? Like, why can't I see him? Like, I want to see him. And I know if there's a heaven, he's there because he was the most religious man in the world. But I mean, but it's just I don't know. It's just it's it's weird you say it. it's weird. I never <laughs> have seen any I, I have yet to see any family members actually see them or sense them. I mean I get feelings when I'm doing podcasts when I'm talking about like spirits, but I usually just assume it's the ones that live in my house and they hear me talking about them and they're coming to see what I'm talking about. But I call it teletonicas. Did you say telekinesis or telekinesis? Yeah, well, you know, that word. Um, but it, it's because that you word. have the mind's power to move, bend, and scientific proofs are behind it all. And you may just have some of that rocking out there, Sean. Yeah, that's true. Mm. I mean, I, I don't brag about it. 
I went to uh, Gettysburg one time, and these there was a guy that took these people on a like a ghost hunt with dowsing rods, right? So we went down to Sachs Covered Bridge, and and there's a creek under them, right? So this boy had them sitting in the middle of the bridge, you know, using their dowsing rods, okay? Um, over water, they do work for water. And I looked at, I was mean, I was ignorant back then. And I said, dude, get your money back because that guy just like took you for 40 bucks. You know what I mean? Because you don't do the dowsing rods over a crick. And you know what I mean? You just don't do it. And that, that's my opinion. Well, I can't tell you that I found water using them twice. I believe it. On my property. I mean, they do I pick mean. up frequency energies of water. Mm -hmm. um, and how water works with that and, and certain types of stones, you do have higher energy potentials. Um, you can go back to the ancient pyramids and figure out how they knew about it uh, because they had conductive energies. And look, they weren't working in a black, a pitch black dark pyramid without power, and they weren't using candles. They weren't using the, um, uh, uh, I can't think of the, the term that they were, the, the Iraqi battery. Um, th there's a term for what, because you would have smoke and smoldering, and there was no ever no signs of that. So it tells me that they understood energies and they knew how to utilize them. And some of these caps that were put on, on top are the same types of things that even when we look into like theories of the Rosen Bridge and uh, uh, faculties of energies there, or if we go down to what Latesla, Nikola Tesla was doing and what, what he was coming up with on uh, dark matter and energies, because he was able to deliver wire, harness and a, a remote wireless energy. And it's fact. And the government swooped in for all that. As a matter of fact, John, Donald J's Trump uh, uncle was in the project that followed him and absorbed a lot of the information that was taken from his rooms and stuff that uh, so like, who was this guy in touch with <laughs> terrestrials i mean we don't inter, in, interstellar terrestrials we don't know but um the picture is so fascinating of it all and then you have psycho uh uh kinetic whatever um and, and, and there is an ability to mind in some ways uh, to focus energies but i don't know for how far we are actually able by mind if we have evolved that far to do more but i i have witnessed things under scrutiny where people were doing things you know and it was just like wow this is just nuts but it, things like that do happen they really do it exists but and i do know i do know i find water i kid you not on that <laughs> i got something to, i got something to funny tell you about that in a second but Marlene said she lived in Maryland as a kid, lots of orbs, showers, and such like. Traveled through Pennsylvania many, many times late night in the mountains. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be yeah. in the mountains, Pennsylvania late night because <laughs> I Oh, actually, do, do you guys know Lon Strickler? He's a paranormal investigator out of Pennsylvania. I do not know him, no. Yeah, I don't know he him does... personally, but I know who we're speaking of, who you're speaking yeah, of. Yeah, he, he runs Phantom and Monsters Radio. It's his podcast, basically. Okay. And he does like he does like daily uh, write ups about like sightings. But he was on my show a while back, and like the stuff he was saying, he investigated in Pennsylvania. It went out to even dragons, like coming out of mines in Pennsylvania. No, oh, so, that's for another show, dude. Hi, <laughs> 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 <Huh>, Michael. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, I'm not going to dis. Look, listen, Pennsylvania is fascinating. There's more yes. reports of us being one of the hottest spots in the United States than 
we get credit for. And that is a fact. There's reports, and that's what's laying over my floor right now. It's Quite honestly, that's what's really there. So let me get to that one little fragment of information. What the hell did I do with it? Okay, you showed that one videotape where it was a cylindrical, cylindrical type object. It kind of like went across. Now, was it stretching through the uh, digital format of the shots? So many per minute, they, you know, flash, 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 but it looked like it was cylindrical. And I thought to myself, wow, isn't that really weird and funny? Because now we've discovered something that we have no answer to. Fact, cave rods. Okay. And they're just not in caves, but they were discovered in caves. I think it was somewhere in the early 19, uh, I want to say like 1970s. And we were seeing these exact objects in different lengths, thicknesses, all, all like, you know, cigar tube shape and no format of wings, flight, nothing. We've seen them outside of the room. We've seen them in the light. We've seen them in the dark. And they are called rods. They're fascinating. They can fly, what we understand, up to 200 miles per hour, which makes them very hard to see. They can be in front of your face right now, and you don't even know they're there. We know this because it's been proven scientifically, and enough people have made captures of these. Have you guys heard of these? Yes, I heard of, of rods. And, I and have as well, but... Then the paranormal field, though, um, I, rods are just rods. A lot of people think that they could be spirits. I call them squigglies, to be honest with you. I call them squigglies because they have some weird-looking shapes. You know what I mean? And um, I, I'm on the fence with that, too, Mike. Oh, um, it's not a problem. I just wanted to yeah. bring it into the light. Well, now, I appreciate that. I've I never seen that. I've never seen a rod get squiggly, so I don't know if we're talking about the same I, thing. Uh, but I'm just saying, laying it out there, that there is this other whole thing going on out here that we are, you know, actually getting some facts on, and and we uh, through development of technology and cameras, we are not. It's more more coming into uh, the public eye, and I if anybody looks that kind of stuff up. It's pretty fascinating, to be quite honest with you. And again, they always stay in a straight line. Now, the funny part about them is if they are a life form of some type of flesh and blood, same as us in this reality, um, they don't have wings. They don't have a propulsion system that you would expect, like with a hummingbird or something that could move and with like in the same kind of speed and so forth. So all I'll say, and to end that with, so everyone has proper time, is look into them. They're not the squigglies, because I know what you're talking about there, and I'm not sure what they are, in fact, on those things. But these are something, I think, that is in our reality, yet they have the ability of movements and flight that is so great, our, our eyes can't comprehend the fact that they could even come fly right in front of our face. Well, Marlene says now she's in Ohio near the river is where I see whatever it is I'm seeing slash experiencing. I keep it to myself. I know, I know what you mean about the squiggly though. Okay. So, okay. I mean, Mike, I mean, my explanation for that is because I've had um, Vincent Field, he's an author, and he just wrote a book about lucid dreaming slash astral projecting, mm -hmm. and he, he's experiencer of that for his whole life, and he he's pretty good at it from what he told me. 
And I kind of believe him because he didn't seem like he was lying at all. And I think that has to do with dimensions, like laying on top of each other, is that sometimes there's crossovers. And I think that's what the rod slash squigglies are, is crossovers of dimensions just going by, kind of. And that, like could, creature, be, that could be true. Yes. Creature, I mean, it's the same thing as when, like, like I'm a big fan of the podcast Monsters Among Us with Derek Hayes. Mm-hmm. And it's a viewer call in, like, and tell your sighting type thing. And like people have reported seeing like these snakes in the sky, like like flying in the sky almost, like huge, huge snake looking things. And I mean, I don't think they're dragons by any mean, like even like the Asian they're called dragons. Thunderbirds. Yeah, we're we're getting tons of reports oh. about the Thunderbirds and a couple other elusive uh, see, ancient possibilities existing still. See, I don't. To me, Thunderbirds are something different. To me, Thunderbirds. I understand. I, I think Thunderbirds are pterodactyls that are left over from the dinosaur age, which they're living dinosaurs. Yeah, they're living di- living dinosaurs is one of my favorite topics in the world. But I mean, Macaulay and Bembe is my favorite uh, cryptid ever. But I mean, it's just I think Thunderbirds, especially in the Southwest America, are pterodactyls that live in the cave systems down there, and they mm. come up when they they come up when they're looking for food. So I think because like I don't know if you see I don't know if you've ever seen like mysteries and monster mysteries and monsters in America back yeah. in the day, but they had they had a segment about Thunderbirds or about pterodactyl and it literally picked a kid up off a front yard in like the seventies or eighties and like flew away with it until like the people started it was in Texas so like all of course everybody has guns and they started shooting at it and it dropped the kid like a few yards over basically yeah. but. I mean, that's where I think Thunderbirds are. I think they're leftover pterodactyls that survived extinction. <laughs> and I'm I'm aware of that story. I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, then I guess it's you know what may even fascinate you more now is, is then some of the deep military industrial complex uh, projects that go on once you get beyond level seven. Um, uh, much is known down there that. Um, they have been involved with what they call exogenics and things like that, which is a format of human and animal connections of trying to create. It's not a joke. This stuff does exist. The paperwork's out there um, that things like this has happened. Even Phil Schneider was one of the guys that came out and talked about it, not because of an incident that he had, but facts of what he was witnessing. And he talked about it after he got out of the military, went public for nine months and he had a very mysterious death on what he was talking about with a piano cord around his neck and they burned it. They actually poured gasoline on him and burned him. Somebody did not want this man talking about what he knew and what he was disclosing. So once you get beyond and below level level seven, that's when the magic door opens. You know, I don't know anybody, I haven't met anybody besides knowing of Phil being able to discuss this and possibly a couple others. But um, it's fascinating that uh, we know that the Germans were actually playing hand in hand with manipulations of life and trying to create biblical content of creatures. Uh, As you said, coming from caves, eh, anything's possible. We think there's cryptids in caves. We don't know where they go. We don't know if it's dimensional. There's more questions than answers. Uh, That's a lot of good possibilities. See, the cave systems on the east and west coast, especially of America, and somewhat in the Midwest as well, 
Like I am a big fan of the of the theory that that that's where dogmen are hiding, or that's where their homes are. That's where big that's where some Bigfoot clans like to stay, at least in that part of the United States. Yeah. And I think a lot of things come out. I mean, even those um pale crawlers, rakes as people call them, like Rake I men, think they yeah. like because my my wife in the Bridgewater when she lived in the Bridgewater Triangle, like she saw one come out for, out of the woods behind her house. And it kind of stumbled around the backyard for like a half hour and then just kind of ran back into the woods. Like it seemed to have no purpose. It seemed to be completely mindless almost, but it just kind of stumbled around the backyard and she tried taping it on her phone, but it was through a screen and it was dark. So you couldn't see shit, but it's just, I mean, it's just like that. It was a famous YouTube video of one of these things. And it was kind of the same thing. Like it's through a screen. So you can't really see it unless you really squint and look for it. But I don't know. It's just, I think a lot of things live in these caves and these cave systems. No one has ever, nobody in this modern age has ever traveled through them completely. The Native Americans used to for spiritual journeys back in the day, but no one in this age has traveled through them 100%. And I mean, it's just, and also the missing 411. What's happening yeah. to all those people that go missing? And they're always by these cave systems. Like I've seen on Facebook a thousand times a map of the cave systems. And the dots of the missing four and one all up and down these cave systems. Like, and how close are the military industrial complexes underneath that go from one of the United States to the other? And we have 156 locations that are huge. All right, you, you might look at it as a big conspiracy, but the fact remains it's a fact. These places uh, exist, these transit systems, it, it, there's a network under there. Um, what, what I'm talking about when I say level seven, what's under that part, this could be part of something bigger than what a lot of people would not be willing to accept. Um, look at what we're going through right now. Look what we're being showed, the symbols and stuff. And I don't want to go into a political content, but um, these people are throwing things in our face that are dark, satanic, and now putting up statues of figures and oh, times gone you? from the past uh and they believe it and focus on CERN you'll find out what things might have be in place as they are are you talking about like Rihanna and um All what's his name and it's what's his name particular for, for person the network I oh I mean I am we did a conspiracies bracket on this show back in January I think it was or maybe December we did a conspiracies bracket and we got into deep on like 34 different conspiracies, but I mean, I am a huge believer in Illuminati or NWO, whatever, whatever they want to be called. They exist. I a hundred percent believe they exist and that they are controlling what's going on in the world on a daily basis. Whether, whether people want, I mean, I don't know if Beyonce and I, I mean, not Beyonce, I don't know, if, I don't know if Rihanna or, um, Sean. Lady Gaga, man, she's, She'll tell you, and she already has said it. She just made a deal with the devil, which she made a deal with the Illuminati. Look, Lady Gaga. There, there is a door that I could open that I was discussing you with you earlier this afternoon that I've never brought up that would take you down that rabbit trail and show you unequivocal proofs of everything going on surrounds the focus point of who I am, what my theories are, right? My why I'm putting my books together the way I am. But it's up to everybody to believe or to at least weigh the information. And it started on that 2001 date of 
It, it really oh, did. Yeah. That was the opening of the door of going into something. And how do we convince America we need to be patriotic and go in for looking for mass weapons of war? We weren't. Ask who Marvin Bush is and why his why his face and such a family is hidden. Because he was in charge of all the security in those buildings. You know? Yep. But anyway, I could take you down a rabbit hole of so much stuff and information would just take generate hours of time. But to, to jump through it, we didn't go there and find any mass weapons of destruction. Um, no. That was formatted out, that that never happened. But they did find something. It goes back to Gilgamesh, thousands of years before technology, something that they needed to take the CERN Switzerland and can back it up. And you can back it up by Googling the information right to the from the newspaper sources who wrote about what they were going to do, what time of day they were going to do it, what day they were going to do it, how Trump hijacked the first attempt by becoming president because there was a timeline script that they were trying to protect. And he hijacked the presidency in their eyes. America voted. That's what happened. And, and I believe that. So it happened. But the bottom line is they found something there. We, we know it through military people that it did happen, and they were able to put this missing component of ancient technology to this thing, and when they tested it, it worked. It went 400 feet through the ground, up into the air, and opened the portal. And there was writings and many other things of um, within the tomb that told stories of what it was done. And you can even get more facts when you look at writings that not not done by me, factual writings biblically that said even King Solomon presented Sheba with a magic carpet. What was the magic carpet? What were what was the flying dragon? Where were all these things people talking about? All I'm saying to you is they find something, and that's what they went there for. Their purpose was to blind us and to create patriotism. Because they wanted it. That was a good focus point. Get people fired up in America. We're going over there. We're going to do this. But it was for a different purpose of reason. They find no mass weapons of mass destruction. And as a matter of fact, every pilot that supposedly was on those planes is living. Is living. And it's not a joke. I did I did was a show called 9-11 the day after. It lays it out. And not just by my words, me saying this. It's because I did my homework and I did it. And I, there are people out there that are really key components to all this, including our own police fire medic that said, boom, 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 boom. You, you know what I mean? But if you follow that whole, you'll they are into dark. They have opened some type of and found a way to open the gateway somehow. And anytime it came to hidden knowledge of history, uh, technology of things that, of course, we were, you know, we what came first, the caveman? I mean, really, did he? I mean, I don't know. That, that analogy that, oh, hundreds of thousands of years ago, all was here was cavemen. Well, why are we finding hammers and stones that go back just as old as what they're saying? We had tools. There was technologies. Look at the stones um, and look at the building. You can't put a hair through it, them. It's, uh, it, it, it's because... I fully believe, well, Marlene says it's becoming beyond obvious, talking about Illuminati and NWO, which I support that, but it's my theory, and I've had guests on before that have researched this. I had one guest who believes he found Atlantis. That's a good episode. Anybody who wants to listen to it should listen to it. But I had another guest who wrote a book called The Hidden History of Humanity, and both of them agree that 
there was an Atlantis, and it was in the African Saharan Desert, and it was the, at least the center of it was, it was the first democracy, and it had city-states all throughout the world, but including North America, supposedly, and I fully believe that they had extraterrestrial help, and my guests both agreed on that, because they they couldn't have done the things they did without extraterrestrial help. But this was also before cavemen. This is before cavemen. This was the first civilization on Earth. And I mean, that's where a lot of this whole idea of star seed comes from as well, because the Palladians were part of it. And a lot of the other races that star seeds claim to claim to be part of. I don't know them all, but I don't I don't know them all by name because it's just all the I I on one of my shows with the star seed, there's like she mentioned like eleven different species of aliens, and I'm just like, I'm not gonna remember any of these besides Palladians. And I might not even get that one right. Uh-huh. But you know. All right, I'll give you a quick one. Arcturians. All right, just so you have an, a second one. <laughs> no, I get where you're coming from. Um, yeah, we can speculate a lot of stuff, but I'm I'm trying to focus on what I was sharing as to a fact of why we were there. Um, and if you follow the lines of oh, I, I believe happened, that too. I believe that too. I mean. Gilgamesh. You want to go to Gilgamesh? I mean, no, his I'm, not best... trying, I'm not trying to challenge anybody's intellectual. Uh, oh, I, I know. I, I know. I know. I'm, I'm just saying, saying like, where the where the device was found. Oh, I get it. But let me ask you this. Go ahead. Gilgamesh. His best friend in the epic was called uh, Enkidu. Which I, lo- I love that freaking name. I love that name. It's the funnest word in the alphabet to say. But Enkidu. A lot of people theorize that Enkidu, by the way they describe him in the epic, was a either a Bigfoot or a Dogman. What do you think about that? I've heard I'm, it. I'm lost. <laughs> Sorry. I'm I've not there yet. All, right, look, all, right. well, all I was trying to do was give a little theory on the dark side of uh, what, what the military-industrial complex and more is involved in. And we're not seeing it. It's basically bitch-slapping the world in the face. Um, oh, they are bringing they are. a product, the biblical content law, back into place, and that's why they say that we are a threat to democracy, as you brought up, of where democracy was established. Um, if, in fact, that's all true, because again, we don't have any factual proof where writings actually say it. Nothing's carved in stone on it, but the possibility could be unequivocally a hundred percent fact. Um, that's why we get together, we collect data, we share thoughts, and and, and we talk about things, but. I'm looking at the realm of what's kind of this darkness and, and the sophistication of uh, methods that they are able to utilize because, of course, you know, we're, we're a slavery system of taxation that funds it all. Uh, it, the world has never been about us. <laughs> you know, we're the chattel. Um, it's about them and how they do things. And I just wonder if the connection as you brought up with the caves and what I know of the lower, once you get beyond level seven, some of these analogies and some shows even brought this out back in the day. Unsolved Mysteries, I think, did a report on it where by accident, a state trooper followed a criminal into an area that led down through these passageways. He could hear things. He followed it down. And the, the story beyond that, if you look up the show, is not from me. This is from times in the past here, 20 some odd years, if not a little more, where everything I'm telling you is part of a reality of what he experienced. So 
Um, how far are they embedded? How how far has uh, them playing with DNA coatings and animals and people? And, uh, you know, why do we see uh, cattle mutilations and Linda Moulton Howe, award-winning journalists and George Knapp and people going on into the field and saying, what the hell? I mean, like, who's all behind it? it it's it, it's just, to me, uh, part of another issue of paranormal or something else. But it's there, this fabric. So I'm just wondering what we're seeing at times is things that may have been released or got out, out into the public. And they're living now in this amongst us, basically. Interesting. I agree 100%. I mean, I mean... Ask you this though. Do you know? I don't know if you're gonna know the answer to this, but let me ask you it. Is the president level seven even? Trump? Biden. No, the president. Uh, well, no, whoever is the, whoever's the acting. I yeah, I don't call Biden my president. Um, I call him a threat to society, but um, I do believe that he's very well connected. Look what he's getting away with. He must know a lot more. I mean, a lot. I mean, I, I call I I personally call him a baby sniffing pedophile, but you know, whatever, <laughs> antichrist. Pizza, pizza, hot dog, hot dog. I get it. Exactly, but I mean, it's I I yeah I I haven't voted in an election since um I lived in New York back in twenty twelve, but because I just I never I haven't voted since I moved to Massachusetts, but I would have voted for Trump in twenty sixteen, hundred percent. And I would have voted against Biden in 2020. That's for damn sure. But I mean, I just, I don't trust Biden. My wife doesn't trust Biden. Like he just, the way you see pictures of him, like sniffing babies and stuff is just creepy <laughs> as all hell. Like, yeah, there, there, it, there, there's something drastically wrong with the whole picture. And I think a lot of people are seeing it. Um, how does some of this weigh into it? I, I think there's a fact of truth in it. I'll just say that because I don't want to complicate good friendships or, uh, you know, be, be a Debbie Donner in some fashion to where it's like, oh, that, we really went off track here. But I do, oh, I do think that there is concrete here. Um, one day, if anybody really wants to open the floodgate, you let me know and I'll do it. Uh, again, okay. that's what my show coming on is what's in disguise. My reflection to that is I'll just say like this. Everything has come within creation from above to here. And with that, many things that we don't understand, portals, dimensions, different forms of life, you know, it, it's complex. And I break it down through segments. And that's what I've been working on a lot in my opening monologues and how I'm going to narrate through it. Because a lot of it's going to be direct conversation, a theory, but also basing a a fact with weight towards it that provides a theory that can be plausible, that the hypothesis is greater than the thought of fact, no more. Because I don't think we all look at it that way. We, we get Richard Dolan and all the greats and uh, Billy and, and, and the facts of what Jimmy charts do. These are people that I, I talk to. I do. Yeah. And you know, not Dolan, not Dolan. Uh, I've never had that, but I grew up getting to know Stanton Friedman. 
And he's the one, he's another huge influence in my life. He used to come in my father's gas station right out front of Cabot Street. <laughs> and I would pump gas into his car. And one night he said to me, um, how do you get through the night? And I was like, ah, it's hard. And he said, hey, I, I, do, a, I do a show. Listen to it. And uh, I'm talking about UFOs and some of the unknown things. And uh, every once in a while, he would come in, always late at night, and I would fill up his car. And he was kind enough to stay there, keep me company for a while, talk to me. And again, uh, why do things like this always happen in my life? Why am I on this track? Why have I found such fascinations in it? It's, I'm all over the board in theories, thoughts, and facts. I mean, it's huge for me. But I'm doing my best to get through it because sometimes it's also a mind explosion. It truly is on one uh, because you're taking in so much information, your own brain clogs on you. It's either that or it's the fact of age and dementia. I don't know, but it does occur. It really does. Sometimes in the middle of a thing, it's like, boom, it's like I'm getting this download. You know, it's just weird. It's like I go to sleep at night not knowing um, how I'm going to get through tomorrow because I ran into something that I never touched in my life. I'm not a cheap ass, but I want to fix it. And the next day I do. And I don't even know how I knew how to do it. But it happens every time in my life. So I, I think I've been shown enough and been guided by something that I can't explain that makes it happen. And I just feel this need to like do these things and, and try to put better ideas of thought into them the best I can, you know. And I'm not saying that I'm doing it all 100% right. My, some of my theories are probably bad, but at least, uh, you know, I'm offering something. So to me, I feel it's good. If you don't, if you don't try to at least offer things, then you're never going to put anything out there that could be real. That's, right. that's the way I see it. Right. I mean, but before we end it, all right, I, I haven't done this in a long time in this show, but I have a theory. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I have a theory about Earth that I, I don't know if I heard it somewhere originally or if it's all from my head. I honestly don't remember. It's, I've, been, I've been going with the theory for so long. My theory is Earth is a prison planet mm. that, extra, that extraterrestrials came to. And, I mean, I assume that out there in the space, there's a dupe, a galactic council, a galactic UN, whatever you want to call it. Pick your sci-fi show and pick their governing force but, very good brought up a lot of uh intentions with that and so did david wilcox but but i believe that earth is a prison planet and that's where we get bigfoot dogmen chupacabras which i am doubtful of they exist even but any <coughs> cryptid almost any cryptid out there take your pick that's where they come from especially the ones that have been seen in mass numbers and mm -hmm. Maybe humans as well. Maybe that's where humans came from as well, is maybe we're an alien species that they didn't want around anymore, so they put us on Earth. But and my theory is is that's why we see UFOs all the time, because they're basically wardens watching over the planet to make sure the prisoners don't escape. Oh, okay. oh that's something to dwell on there, brother. I've heard that before. Um, and I, I, again, you know, I, I respect it. I welcome uh, your insight on it. It could be true. I mean, you know, um, it, 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 right now, the nuts and bolts are all through the bucket and we're trying to fit them. 
and right. and that we're doing the best we can. You're, you know, I, again, I've heard this said, uh, but I, I I don't have any factual truth or proof. Oh, I know, me, me but either. I, but, but, I mean, I, but I don't take it off the table. It must lay. Hey, I'll give you something that's been really weird lately. Documents have been released, and I'm sure you are going to hear about this soon at some point. If you follow paranormal and ufology and different things like that, where now the CIA, maybe by mistake or maybe by int intention of disclosure, is now saying in their own wordings, in their own documents under the Freedom of Information Act, is that the earth is flat. Now, I'm not, I'm not pushing this. I'm telling you what was in their writing. I have it written down here because when I get information from source and I only have a handful of what I like, of people that I that I talk to. Um, not only that, we don't spend. Um, I theorize around that the same as you do as a prison planet. And the reason I bring that up is if the earth is completely round, why is all the water always sit on like, you know, how is it that with all this spinning, it's not getting into the atmosphere, flooding the whole the world? I mean, the gravity doesn't have that much pressure to hold that abundance down. That's why the oceans act against us. And that's why tides come. But um, there's a lot of things coming out that of theory over the past 20 years where people are really fighting on us. But it was I thought it was amazing to see that NASA was in on the comments and the paperwork. Now, I don't know if it's factual truth or if they're disclosing false narrative lies. I'm just putting it out there as something that has just started to surface, just started to surface within the last, let's say, 90 days, maybe six months to 90 days, somewhere in that vicinity. And now um, there's more talk about it. But I've always wondered, I mean, really, when we theoretically look at some of the things um, that go on and with this planet, when you think about a circumference and a plane is going to China, um, would the plane not have to start doing this to get around to the other side of the world? And wouldn't it have to like flip and nobody ever feels these occurrences? Because it just makes sense if something is going around something in flight, that it would have to start doing this. Or does it softly glide down and then turn? And, and pilots don't ever discuss it. It's off the table. There's only several pilots that talk about this that say, I am not allowed to make comments to this particular subject. And it just says to me, like, wow, because, you know, it is a wow. <laughs> I mean, gravity's holding all this water when water's like, what? What do they say? It's 70%, Sean, or something, yeah. I think. You know, it's 70, um, yeah. If that is the case, I mean, how does it all when we understand gravity and the theory of, of it all, it's like pretty weird. But again, I'm writing it down because it's information. Um, it's out there. Is it false? It could be, but I just find it fascinating because of the prison planet thing. I mean, it's funny. I, I had another podcast on here a couple months ago and their episode is released, but yeah, uh, be afraid of the dark podcast. They're two good friends of mine. Uh, it's a, completely female podcast about the paranormal which i always find interesting and they're they're great people they were just my one of them was just in my uh serial killer bracket this last week and i blew her mind with that theory like she 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 messaged me a week later saying i can't get your theory out of my head it i've been expanding it even like it's just like it's just stuck in my head i'm like <laughs> exactly exactly the point
which I don't, I don't know if I heard that theory somewhere or if I came up with it. I really don't know, and I'm willing to admit it because I don't, I don't want to take credit for somebody else's work if it's not mine. But we I all know. cramp on each other's toes, but all we're trying to do at the end of the day is just share what's important. You know, I exactly. Mark, well, I mean, exactly. That's all. That's all. It's about now. Like you mentioned, four one one tonight. I'm doing abduction nine eleven in my what's in the skies. Um, because nobody's really talking about the presentation of the abductions of the one nine one one. I've been influenced by a lot of stories. Uh, Sean, you had a very fascinating guest, a million point two uh, views uh, with Travis Walton on. I got yeah, to ask him some questions yeah. on a third wheel position. I suffered, which I still suffer from, even though it didn't harm. The next day I woke up with shadow. It's never gone away. I keep getting told it's dry eye and it's how does it never go away? You're telling me how to treat it, but yet it stays there. You know, I don't know. But um, these stories and these abductions, like even in our military, when you get to the military bases where the nukes and, and our mis hypersonic missiles and stuff were stored, these are where the abductions were occurring. These right, were well, where. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause right there. Okay. Because I want to hold that for another show, honestly. Oh, don't get tired of me because I could go for weeks. <laughs> oh, trust me, I'm not getting tired of you, and I will no, explain no, that. I, I, it's, no, I'll, I'll respect, brother. I'm just teasing. I'm oh, just teasing. Trust me, once we call fair, I got something like I, I want to say to both of you, actually. But um, <laughs> don't yell so, at me, I'll run. Yeah, please. I, I, I ain't yelling at nobody, but um, <laughs> I got kids, I do enough yelling in a day for anybody. But um, Sean. Why don't yes. you tell them? Why don't you tell the audience where they can find you and your podcast? Okay. And yes. Anything. Um, you can. Uh, I have two podcasts that I that I do. They're on Tuesday nights from seven to nine. Um, Chasing prophecy with Jenny Nicasio. We're that one's on UPRN Radio one hundred five point three New Orleans, and that's from seven to nine. My own personal podcast, Into the Night with Sean Kelly, is also on Tuesday night from 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Time. And that is also on UPRN Radio 105.3. And thank you for thank having you. me, Jeremy. Oh, my pleasure. And hopefully we'll, be, we'll have you back again someday as well. Um, Mike, same yeah, thing. Tell, tell them where they can find you and oh, tell them where, where they can hear you. I do things that hit Rumble. I do things that hit YouTube, although I do suffer consequences with them. Not everything I talk about, they agree with. Same as Facebook. Um, so you can get me in all those places. But, you know, if you want to follow me in some way, I would just say look up Michael Anthony Facebook and you'll find a happy trail to getting to other places and whatnot. When I do shows, they can go sometimes from two to four hours. It's just so much to talk about it gets tiring but it's fascinating for me it's educational uh when i work with that many people who can withstand that type of time but um you know i try to just do nice presentations under america disclosing uncensored um which it's disclosing basically ancient history and how we evolved by going back to the the ancient times and coming to the present uh and theorizing around all the things and Devices that were made, uh, you know, so that covers that way. America in crisis is everything that we are now. And I don't want to offend anybody, but we are what we are going through. I, it's a lot of product of that, you know, support to the American people, so forth like that. 
Um, What's in this, guys, is about two weeks off, uh, which is a format of America Disclosing and the Dark Radio Network Project on WKAS, my XXXXS. Uh, it's been out there, been popular. I try to do these shows once a week. And if you do, you can do several shows, three, four shows a week, and they're all hitting a different type of source. And it's kind of fun. I like doing call-ins. It's, you know, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm just on a high with life trying to do what Michael needs to do. And if I can offer anything to anybody in any way, just like a guy in the gas station yesterday, never met him before in my life. And this was a fascinating story. I want to say this. I don't know who this guy was. I'm, I'm getting cigarettes. Probably shouldn't have been buying them, but I was. He walks in and he says, guys, I'm in a jam. I left my wallet at home. He's in work clothes, full scrubs, black man, nice looking kid, a little heavy set. He said, man, I'm not going to make it home. He's, can anybody just loan me $2? I'll bring it back here. I'll leave all my credentials, you know, and nobody would help the guy. And he looked at me and just something about him said, just help the kid. You know what I mean? And I did. I, but I didn't have two one dollars. I, maybe I did, but I just pulled the first thing out. It was a five dollar bill. I gave it to him when he left. He said, thank you, Michael. Who the hell was this guy? Wow. <laughs> OK, not a joke, wow. not a joke. So these things happen in my life. And I came home and I shared that story immediately. And they're looking at me like, OK, there's another one of yours. Dad. I was like, yeah, un- unbelievable. Now, he may have came back to the gas station because he said, how can I get it to you? I says, leave it with them. They know me. I don't know if it's there. I didn't go down to check. I'm not worried about five bucks, you know, but you don't know how you don't know how the universe works and how it's all connected. But how did this guy know my name? I wasn't wearing no badges. I'm dressed like I am now. Just 64 year old homie going down the street to get a pack of smokes and come back up and do a show. (laughs) You know, I got myself in place before I went live. Unbelievable. But, you know, thanks for letting me share that out to people. If they want to connect or connect through you. And, hey, look, great topics tonight. Um, I loved it. Sean, I apologize if I got misfocused. You know how I am. I do. No, man, honest to God, Jeremy, I just listen. I can listen to him all night. All I need is my jewel, my jewels, and my iced tea, and I'm good to go. Trust me. Trust me. I after hearing his, after seeing his comments when I was on Chasing Prophecy, I, I had to have him on. And <laughs> as soon as he, as soon as he said invite Sean too, I'm like, all right, I'll come, I was gonna have Sean on my show eventually anyway, so why not? Let's do it. Cool. I'm glad Michael asked. I am. And maybe in the future we could do more of these. Uh, attack because there's plenty of topics we didn't hit tonight that I would love to hit with both of you. So we sure could that. definitely do this. We we could definitely do this again in the future. And hey, there's Tony. Up? Hi, Tony. What's up? What's up, Anthony? I will be seeing you tomorrow night when you're on my show. But I, I've been trying to get Anthony on for months, and I finally got him on tomorrow, and I'm so happy about that because he's, he's been commenting. Dude, he's been commenting on my shows forever, and I've been trying to get him on. Like it's just synchronization. It finally meets up. So. Synchronicity. Yeah, I know. I love that. I, I do, I, and I believe in it. I, there's something more to everything. Oh. I think the more open we are, it, it, it comes to us and. Well, Many ways. And by the way, great shares on the pictures. Next time I come in, I have a vault of 48 years that I could throw down on you before going, and you could go through them, anything you want, and uh, use them, share them, keep them. I, I don't do anything with pictures, but observe them because people send them to me over the since the old AOL days. I mean, that's when oh. that's when the explosion hit 
where we all made such great connections. But look, I want to stop here and just say thank you again to you guys. Um, Anthony, I don't know who you are. I apologize for that, but I'm saying hello to you because I missed that uh, when oh. you popped up on screen. Hello, Anthony. Anthony. It's got to be good because I'm Michael Anthony, and I'm not that one. I'm, just, I'm this one. <laughs> Anthony, Anthony is from Texas Wraith Hunters, and he also has a podcast as well. So yes. he's he's well versed in our field. So mm-hmm. he'll be on he'll be on tomorrow if you want to watch. He'll be on tomorrow. I think I want to say seven or six. I'm not sure which one of those times. But and Thanks, thank you, and Brian. That's my thank cousin. you, Brian. That's oh, my okay. Cousin. I know yeah, that Pittsburgh Penguin logo. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he's, he, he, yeah, Brian said earlier, Dragons, holy shit, and that kind of made me laugh my ass off. But, uh, <laughs> but thank you to all my listeners for w- listening, and thank you to all my watchers for watching tonight. This honestly is one of my w- most watched shows ever, I think. But I, as all my listeners do know, though, you can find me as Jeremy Bryant on Facebook. You can find me as Paranormal Normal slash Maniacal Music Musings, Facebook podcast for the s facebook group you can find me on twitter and the gram as that juggalo bastard and you can find me on tiktok as that juggalo bastard podcast and you can find me on youtube just by searching paranormal new normal where this is streaming right now other than that though thank you all for watching thank you all for listening and to listeners please tune in half a week for another episode and wherever you're watching or listening please like and subscribe it helps the show a lot other than that Have a good night, and I will see you all tomorrow for another live.